was really a very good, good time last Friday evening as we gathered together for the worship night. Uh, it was a long time since the, we practiced that. Okay, the agenda was come, praise and worship, listen to the word of God, and then praise and worship again. Uh, usually we do not have so much time on a Sunday to praise and worship God. But that Friday was really nothing but just praise and worship. We thank God for a wonderful and uh, electrifying time. I really, really uh, appreciate the, the worship team of putting this up together so that we can really praise the Lord. And uh, God was good. And I, God was so real at, on the Friday evening. And it was a blessing to spend the time in God's presence. Okay? It is in worship, I find God and I find the meaning of man. The matter of worship is a very widespread subject. We continue to preach. Uh, this will be the last series on worship. And uh, we come to worship the greatest living God there is. The greatest living God there is. And we cannot find another. Another one that is greater, better, stronger, mightier than the God that we are serving today. This is the God that has created the world and the universe, created everything that is within. And this is the ultimate person, and there is no other beside him. He is self-existent, he is self-sufficient, and he does not need any other support for himself. He is the greatest, he is the ultimate, he is the end of everything. But yet, he loves us. Yet He loves us and He saved us to have fellowship with us. We are all in a very privileged position that we are in connection with the ultimate person, God Almighty. He loves us and He saved us for that matter that we may worship Him and will have eternal fellowship with Him. It's such a great position to be who you are today as a child of the living God. And this morning, I want to preach on how to do acceptable worship to the Almighty. How to do acceptable worship to the Almighty. Worship is not for God, but for us, as we are created for worship. We need to worship. Let's look into the beginning and learn worship in the right way and escape the sin, the sin that comes from false worship. And also, I have to apologize for, for this uh, PowerPoint. Uh, I did it, I test run it, everything was fine and good. And then when I downloaded it just now, it wasn't there. It was just some blank things here and there. So I have to make do uh, with the best that we can. Really apologize for that. Don't know where it went. Okay, I have to go back and search. So the title of my message this morning is Acceptable Worship. And I want to preach from uh, Genesis chapter 4. And we're going to read from verse 1 to verse 16. Genesis chapter 4, from verse 1 to verse 16. Okay, turn to your Bible as I read and follow along. Adam made love to his wife Eve. And she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, With the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. 
Later, she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel kept flocks, and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruit of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favour on Abel and his offering. But on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favour. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. Its desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, Let's go out to the field. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is your brother Abel? I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's keeper? The Lord said, What have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are under a curse and driven from the ground, which opened his mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you walk the ground, it will no longer yield its crop for you. You will be a restless wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is more than, more than I can bear. Today you are driving me from the land, and I will be hidden from your presence. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. But the Lord said to him, Not so. Anyone who kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain, so that no one who found him would kill him. So Cain went out from the Lord's presence and lived in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Father, take your word, and I pray, O God, for your anointing upon your word. Anoint your people as they hear your word. The Lord, that they will grow stronger, that they will grow in appreciation of who you are, that they may worship you in spirit and in truth, giving all their hearts to you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Now, these two brothers, they learn from their parents that when they worship God, they bring offering. They bring some offering. Now, our worship and offering comes hand in hand. They are synonymous. As they worship, they bring something. Now, it was something they bring along to worship the Lord. And they have communion with God. And so they worship the Lord. They bring that, <coughs> that offering. The offerings are sacrifices they took from their respective vocation. And we read that Cain was the one who worked the soil. He was a farmer. And Abel was the one who works on animal husbandry. He does on the animals. And they both brought their respective offering to the Lord. 
Now, among the two of them, they have everything in common. They have the same parents, Adam and Eve. They have the same childhood. They are born in the same family, and during that time, they can run around. The world was in its pristine stage, even though it was marred by sin. They have the same growing environment. It was a good environment. They have the same teaching and the coaching from their parents, and they have communion with God as well. Okay? And so that was something that they both have in common. And they knew who God is. And Cain presented some of his crops from his harvest as offering. I do not know what he bring. He might have brought Musang King. Huh? Yeah, something like that. He may have brought something okay, from his crops. Abel presented the best portion, okay, as the Bible says, from the firstborn of his flocks. Very special. Very specially chosen to honour the Lord. He gave thought and he took the best that he can get to honour the Lord with his offering. And so God was pleased with his offering. God looked upon his offering with favour. Okay, actually God looked upon Abel and his offering with favour and accepted them. But he was not favourable to the offering that Cain brought. Cain brought a very casual offering something that was convenient. Cain became angry when his offering was not accepted by God. And he made no attempt to rectify his carelessness. Now he could have easily inquired and find out what went wrong and why it was not accepted. And he could have made correction to his offering. Then his offering could have been accepted by the Lord. The Lord reminded him to be alert of sin. Wow, you're thinking that, wow, what does offering uh, sin have to do with offering? And the Lord reminded him, sin was waiting for him, crouching at the door, ready to destroy him. Why? Because he was angry. He was not remorseful, but he let the anger grow and it gnaw into him. And he becomes a part of him, so angry, so angry that he can even be angry with his brother that has nothing to do with his rejected offering. And so he planned an evil scheme. He deceived his brother to go out to the field. Okay, come, let's go out to the field. And he killed his brother out there. And when God asked him, where about is his brother? He denied that he knew it. And he lied to God that he didn't know. And he even answered rudely to God. From a careless and thoughtless attitude, sin captured Cain with serious consequences. Then God judged him with a curse. And you imagine God cursed a person, finished now, and sent him away into barrenness. He used to work the soil, and the soil would produce for him. But now when he worked the soil, it will not produce anymore for him. And he has to be a wanderer, a gatherer, striving to survive. In all this, he was not remorseful, nor was he even repentant. Cain did not possess any spirituality, 
even though he came from a godly family where they know who God is. Worship of God seems trivial to him, and he has no regard for the awesomeness of God. Let's learn from the incident of worship. How then are we to worship? First of all, worship with the right sacrifice. Worship with the right sacrifice. When we come to worship God, come with prepared offering. Now, offering and worship goes hand in on hand. They are synonymous. Okay? They are same as one with the other. Offering can be a hard thing, something of your heart, something that you prepare beforehand in your heart what you want to do, or it can even be a physical thing where you give your tithes and your offering to the Lord. The word best offering may be a relative term because what is best to one person may not be best for another. It's okay. It's not about the best offering. It's about the prepared offering, a heart that is there. And so we must come with the most important factor and that factor is a worshipful heart. A worshipful heart. When we worship God, it's more than of honouring God than the things itself. It's that we honour God more than the things that we can present to Him. What is that thing that we can present to God that is so, so special and so great? God owns everything. He has everything. He is self-sufficient. He is self-existent. He does not need any support system. What is there that we can bring that really can really move the heart of God except our prepared heart of worship, a heart of worship. When we worship God, it's more on honouring God. Don't be in a situation that when you worship the Lord, your heart is not there, that there is no meaning in your worship. Don't be like Cain who did it irrelevantly of the Almighty God. Abel took the trouble and chose the fattened portion of his firstborn lambs. Okay, during that time, the lambs were the normal staple food for the people. He brought the fattened portion of his firstborn lamb to the Lord. He gave thought and took the best to honor God Almighty. And thoughtless worship is not acceptable. And it can be so common among ourselves that there are so much of thoughtless worship. God deserves the best. Jesus said the greatest commandment in Mark chapter 12, verse 30. What is that? It says that love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. That is to say, with everything that we are, we love the Lord. With everything that we are. The contrast is between a careless and thoughtless offering with a careful and thoughtful sacrifice. Now I want to bring you to a story in illustration to this, to Luke chapter 21, verse 1 to 14. 
illustrate to us the ultimate offering the widow have done. In that story, Jesus was in the temple court and he observed. He observed the widow, a poor widow came and put two copper coins into the treasury. Whereas there are rich people who came and put in lots of money. And Jesus commended the poor widow. And according to Jesus, she was poor, yet was able to give all that she had to live on. All that she had to live on. How about that? Empty your bank account and give to God. It wasn't the value of the offering, but the honour she gave to God. Now to her, God deserved her all. God deserved her all. And the best that she can offer. She gave everything she had to worship God, not counting about her own existence. You know, when we have a lot, it's hard to give. You say, huh? when we have little, it's easier to give. But when you are like the widow, that you are dependent on the two copper coin for your existence, it's almost like impossible to give. I don't have enough. How can I give some more? But this widow gave all that she had to live on. She dared to believe. She dared to trust. She dared to worship. God comes first. She comes second. And that was the heart of worship that she had. Coming with the right sacrifice. What is an appropriate exchange between God's blessing and our appreciation today? What is the appropriate exchange? Think about this. Jesus loved you and gave himself for you. We are grateful for this, right? Jesus loved us and gave himself for us. Correct? We are really grateful for this. We didn't do anything. But he sacrificed himself for us. While we were yet in our sins, Christ would die for us. And so, what is our response to his sacrifice then? The New Testament response in Romans 12 verse 1 is to present ourselves as living sacrifices to God. Worship as, uh, for us as living sacrifices. Our greatest, greatest response, which is also God's desire, is that we be living sacrifices, not dead sacrifices. Not something that cannot do any more thing, but as living sacrifices. So as living sacrifices, we give Him our life. We give Him our life. That's where He can use us and be a glory and a pleasure for himself. The greatest act we can do is, in spite of our human needs and our human weaknesses and our human uh, uh, lacking, is we surrender to him first and take upon what he has for our later existence. We give to him first and then we trust him for the rest, for the next step of our life. That is, we worship with the right sacrifice. We honour God. We honour God 
with our life as living sacrifices. The illustration of the widow by Jesus is one of ultimate sacrifice to God. She gave all that she had to live on and by faith, she trusts God for the later part of her life. The widow didn't starve to death. Today, we water down worship just like an act of music and singing and most of the singing anyway is all about ourselves and how we feel. Okay, look at some of these new songs. Many of it is about how we feel. There's very little about how God feels and who God is. And most of the modern songs are not about God. Not about God, it's about ourselves. It's about our good feeling. We can lose the goal of worship this way when we are not surrendered totally. Let's come back to the heart of worship and bring the right sacrifice into focus. If you and me on the altar, it's you and me on the altar. So let's bring the right sacrifice. And secondly, how do we do acceptable worship? It is worship with the right attitude. Worship with the right attitude. Abel prepared choice offering to please the Lord. He prepared beforehand. He did not take it for granted. Abel exercised faith. In Hebrews 11 verse 4, he says that he acted in faith and God counted that as righteousness. And by that act, it was commended as righteousness and he became the standard for us today. The sacrifice of Abel, his attitude speaks to us today as a standard of our worship. He gave the firstborn lamb as a recognition that all the productivity of the flock was from the Lord and all of it belongs to God himself. God gave the increase. God protected the lamb. God caused the lamb to be strong and healthy. God causes the lamb to be able to multiply. And there were more and more uh, 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 sheep that he, can, he could have counted. And so, a person during that time, his wealth was counted by the number of sheep that he could have. Symbolically, he gave back the best to God. God blessed him and he gave back the best to God. He put thought into the offering and came with reverence to God who gave it all. Abel's attitude was sacred to God and God accepted the offering. What can we do today that when we come to worship, that we make our worship sacred to God? Cain did not bother to acknowledge nor reverend God. He casually took from his field and made up the offering. Casually take up from the field and make up his offering. He gave no thought nor honor in his preparation and gathered what was convenient and gave to God. Of course, these are not mentioned in the word, in the word of God, but these are all implied in the word of God. He took for granted and he did not possess a right attitude 
towards the awesomeness of God. Now we know what is all this about when somebody becomes very rude to us and we feel it, right? It shouldn't be rude. But here we have Cain was rude to God. There was no regard for the great and almighty God. That careless attitude was the reason God rejected his offering. It wasn't right to spite God with his action. Now most of us, uh, uh, all of us in fact, are Eastern people and we know what is respect. Okay? And most of us work uh, for somebody for a living. Unless uh, many of you have also retired, but you have also worked before. Right? So in our Eastern culture, we communicate with our bosses by addressing them as Mr. So-and-so or Miss So-and-so. Yeah, there can be times that even our bosses can be younger than us. We still address them as Mr. So-and-so or Miss So-and-so. We respect them and give them honour as the boss of the company. Right? We don't call them by their name, which is not respectful for our culture. And this is our Eastern value. It doesn't even matter, okay, whether he's young or old. Okay? What we practice here is an attitude of respect to our employer. You wouldn't want your staff to call you by your name. And feel very odd and very strange. Okay? And you wouldn't want to call your boss by his name. You will call him with respectful titles. So our attitude is important. It's an important factor in worship. And to apply this in our church setting, it will be like how we walk into the hall this morning. How do we enter into this sanctuary of the Lord shows our attitude. And let, you, let me remind you of the right attitude to have in the house of the Lord. Listen to this. We should quietly come into the hall, find our seat and settle down. We can talk, of course, but let's not be so frivolous. Let us find our seat and settle down. We will quiet down, focus, and turn our attention to God. In Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 20, it says, God is in His holy temple. Let the whole earth be silent before Him. We will begin to search our heart and listen to the Spirit's prompting for any wrong and ask for forgiveness. Yes, we come to God for forgiveness. 1 John 1 and verse 9. When we are led to worldly worship, we will participate in singing with enthusiasm, not fold your arms and look around. We will verbalize our songs of worship. We will express reverently and joyfully according to the songs that we sing. Psalms 27 and verse 6. That, include, that will include us raising our hands in worship 
and we will allow the Spirit to manifest Himself through us by speaking in tongues. And when it is time to give our offering, we will give our offering which we have be prepared beforehand when we come in, uh, uh, when, before we come. We will give willingly, cheerfully, and generously. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 7 Then we will pay full attention to listen to the word just as what you are doing now. We will receive the word with care and with seriousness. We will take mental note of the word and we will let the word convict us and we will seek to comply to the word. As 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 says the word is good for teaching. And when we dismiss from the service, we will enthusiastically fellowship with others. We will be all inclusive as we are family. We will not turn anyone down or be rude to others. We will be inclusive and seek to share words of encouragement, words of strengthening, words of building up. And we will affirm one another and strengthen our family ties. And we will find time to share lunch together. Wow, this is the best part. Huh? This may not be the full list, but they will be enough to instill in us a reverence in the house of God. And what I share with you is just a picture of how we can do this. And of course, most of us are doing this. And I trust that we will continue to do this reverently in the house of God. The disappointment in the house of God, you know, is what? It's falling asleep when the preacher is preaching. That you get distracted and you start touching your handphone and you start texting with your handphone and you start looking at Facebook. That is the most disappointing thing in the house of God. When God is in the house, let the whole earth keep silent. In other words, be reverent before Him. Habakkuk 2, verse 20. That is the right attitude when we come into the house of the Lord. And now, how do we do the third one? That is worship in the right way. Worship in the right way. When we come to worship, let's come lifting up holy hands in God's presence, as we read in 1 Timothy 2, verse 8. Because the holy hands will mean free from any sins, any troubles, any misgiving that we have. It is within our reach to make up with God. It's within our reach. At any moment when we are convicted by the Holy Spirit, it is within our reach to make up with God. Don't be deceived. Sin is a spoiler of everything. Just as the way God told Cain, sin is at the door waiting to pounce on you and to capture you. God told Cain this terrible thing that he did not recognize and he must master over it. And we have the choice. We have the choice to master over sin, to give in or not to give in. 
the first open door for Satan was anger. The anger eats into him. When Cain didn't correct it, it sprang to murder and lies and consequences was more than he could bear. More than he could bear. He was cursed by God, driven away from God's presence. A lone wanderer and the ground would not support him with food. How terrible that would be. It was a terrible consequence that can allow anger to brood until it becomes such terrible things that is happening. Cain had the choice to master over sin, but he didn't want to. But he let, he let the anger fester and led to his condemnation. Sin will hinder our communion with God. It will do us no good. Our worship will have no good and we will deceive ourselves thinking that we have worshipped God when our worship is rejected and turned away by God. And we allow sin to fester. We will commit more sin. But we have been given the way and the power to deal with the sin. And so let's be very, very conscious and deal with it. When, when we enter into worship, make ourselves a clean vessel that we can freely communicate with God, that we can lift up holy hands in His presence with a clear conscience that we have made right with God. Amen. We have to worship in the right way. Now, Suwang Jaya is a hot spot for dengue now. Now is the season, so be careful. And one of the breeding grounds of the Aedes mosquito is our coward driveway. We have concreted, we have covered our driveway and the drain is crocked up underneath. Okay, in the original design, there was supposed to be a grating over a manhole so that you can see whether the water is flowing or not or whether there is any debris that you need to clear. But in the many renovations and most renovations, I would say, many owners cover up the manhole resulting in not able to see the condition of the drain that are underneath, whether the water is flowing or not flowing. And when they don't see the stagnant water, they think that all is well. In fact, all is not well. That is the breeding ground for Aedes mosquito. And Subang Jaya is a culprit of dengue. Yeah? The drain must be clear and the water must be flowing so that the mosquito cannot breed. And so when you go home today, pour some oil into your drain. So it's our channel with God must be cleared so that we can have fellowship with God. It cannot be blocked. Our channel with God must be cleared. Worship is God's design for men to reach out to God, to find His being. God has put and created human with such a vacuum in us that we will seek to worship Him. And so let us do the best as we are designed for. Without worship, man will be a lost entity without meaning. Because in this vast expanse of creation, there are so many other things that if you, 
if there is no heart of worship, we will be spending all our time into something that is secondary. Looking at every culture, we can see men trying to reach a higher being to worship. And worship is for man's benefit and it pleases God as well. In such case, we therefore need to inspect ourselves for any bits and bits of lingering sins. Don't take them for granted. Get rid of them. They are of no consequence to us. It's going to destroy us. We are to bring them and ask God for forgiveness and for cleansing that we may have a clear channel where His blessing can flow. In fact, when we are prompted by the Holy Spirit at any time of our sins, we are to ask for forgiveness immediately and God will grant us the immediate forgiveness. Let's do it the right way and not hinder our worship. Let our worship be pure before God. Cain had a chance to make right, but he blew it and he was condemned because he didn't do it the right way. In worship, we find God and we find man. And so in conclusion here, in the beginning, worship by man to God was practice. It was way from the beginning, practice already worship. And man's worshipping was commended and another man's worship was rejected. Both of them have the same heritage. But one came in the flesh with disregard for God. He was rejected. The other came with reverence for God Almighty and was accepted. We thank God for the lesson learned so that today we can pattern our worship to be acceptable. So let the worship team come. Prepare that we may worship God together. We have to walk very carefully into God's presence. And we cannot take things for granted. We have to come with the right sacrifice, the right attitude, and in the right way. The basis of this is to honour God Almighty who is above all else, who is the greatest I am, is more than a good, a feel-good session. You know, worship, of course, you feel good. It's more than that, but it's a divine session in His presence. A sacred and privileged access to God for all of us. So I trust that next week when we come again, let us be a different have a different mentality and approach in our worship. How we walk into the sanctuary of the, of the Lord shows our attitude. So let's come prepared. Let's learn the lesson well and come prepared to worship God in the beauty of holiness.